0: Well, hey there. I'm Simeon Hine. I wanted to tell you about some of the interesting experiences I've had in crop circles over the years. Uh, My interest in crop circles actually started from remote viewing, which I've made a number of videos about over the years that you can see on my YouTube channel. Uh, I got interested in in the topic of crop circles by actually going to a UFO conference in Denver, Colorado in 1996, shortly after I'd started doing remote viewing, the ability to perceive, describe non-local information without using your physical senses. One of the targets I did in my initial training class was a crop circle in 1996. And I didn't know what crop circles were at the time. I mean, I had just come out of graduate school. I used to teach statistics, sociologist, and so forth. But I was curious about what crop circles were. And I decided to go on a crop circle tour in 1997. I had met someone at the UFO conference that gave us a presentation about crop circles. And he said, and this is a man named Ron Russell, From the Denver area, he had said, uh, we don't know who makes them, what they mean, how they're made. It was like they were a total mystery. And I was intrigued enough to go on his crop circle tour in 1997. And uh, I went over there with a very open mind. I mean, I wasn't sure what they were, and I was just open to any possibilities. Um over the years people had had a number of ideas about what crop circles were how they were made and so forth if you go back in history uh there was a book i came across called the secret history of crop circles by terry wilson and wilson described what a lot of people had known about is that these patterns had occurred in grain crops throughout the world for over a hundred years and the secret history of crop circles showed these strange patterns going back to around 1900 here and there kind of simple shapes in the UK and other countries where they, you know, seem to have some sort of mysterious origin. And even before those years there were these accounts of the mowing devil from this a uh, woodcut from the 1600s in the UK describing uh patterns in the fields where they don't didn't know how they were made and they described it to a fictitious character they called the mowing devil. And we aren't sure what happened back then. I mean, it's hundreds of years ago. Even the description said it could have been a result of someone retaliating against the farmer who was angry about their pay or something like that. But that was an early case of some something that we call crop circle showing up hundreds of years ago. Even if you go back to the Old Testament, their descriptions of strange markings in the fields and grain crops, which a lot of people believe were related to, uh, you know, that's what we call crop circles nowadays. Now, in addition to the idea of the mowing devil, crop circles over the years have also been called fairy circles because it was imagined back, way back when, that fairies were coming out at night to push down the wheat crops. And... uh There are even accounts in Native American lore in North America of some sort of entities pushing down plants and so forth around Native American settlements. But in the modern era, (coughs) crop circles were seen around flying discs and uh, flying saucers, In Australia, the so-called Tully saucer nests were seen around areas where flying discs had landed, which led to this association of UFOs, UAP, uh, flying saucers being related to creating some of the crop circles. And uh, I've actually talked to witnesses. I wrote about this in my book, Black Swan Ghosts. Where one witness in Usk, Washington, picking huckleberries with her brother, did actually see a flying disc with that classic sort of falling leaf pattern, leave the area very quickly, go down over the meadow, and as she put it, flatten the plants as flat as a pancake. So that's a witness that I know. Uh, who actually saw a flying disc flatten grain crops. Now, it wasn't in the pattern we call the crop circles nowadays, any sort of fancy geometric shape, but it's also, it's an example of a flying disc UFO over plants and interacting with the plants in some way to flatten them. Also, over the years, there have been descriptions of orbs, uh, luminous objects, ball lightning being seen around crop circles. And I've actually seen two orbs in the UK while I was over there. One was right around a crop circle area in, known as the East Field. And a, a, a person who was on the crop circle tour with me in 1998, we were standing overlooking the East Field, and we did see a grapefruit-sized blue ball of light come up out of the ground. Uh, now, it didn't make any crop circle, but it was in the crop circle area. And in another uh, time, I did see something hanging below a cloud in a stationary position that looked some, you know, like an orb or ball lightning or something like that. Again, around the area where we see crop circles. Now, there are examples uh, of people actually seeing them right over um, crop circles. And this is an example from 1999. Um, and this is from my book, Opening Minds where uh, a German tourist saw this orb right over this known man-made formation made by two researchers from Germany, Koch and Kyborg, and we happened to be up on this hill right there doing a meditation with Koch and Kyborg about uh, this formation to see if we could interact with the intelligence that makes the crop circles. And a friend of theirs just coming to visit saw this on the way and took a photo of it. So... Um, there is definitely a connection between orbs and crop circles. It's not necessarily that they make the crop circles, but they do. And and that could be the case. We're not out there all the time, but there's definitely the case um, where they uh, are seen in and around crop circles. But my experience with the crop circles started – In 1997, when I went over there, I immediately heard stories of cameras and batteries failing around the crop circles. And I was able to witness this myself. When I was with Ron Russell, he took something like this type of camcorder into the field. It was running. I mean, it was not filming, but it was on. He put it down in the crop in this formation, the Danebury Triad outside of Andover. And when we went to pick it up, it was extremely hot, much hotter than it should have been from being in the sun. And uh, it never worked again that summer. Ron sent it back to Sony and they said that the solder joints had melted by the power supply, which is extremely strange to happen in a normally running camcorder. But this is the type of effects that people see in and around crop circles. I started experiencing that sort of thing in these formations in 1998. Um, when I photographed these formations in 1998 around the Eastfield area and at Lockeridge, UK, right nearby, I noticed that my uh, Olympus uh, digital camera—we were still using little SD cards back then—it um, wouldn't focus properly. All the photos of those particular crop circles. Did not focus properly, and yet all the other pictures on the camera were fine. It's the sort of thing you know that we've seen in and around crop circles a lot. And that was my first experience in '98, seeing it with my own equipment. Then in 1999, uh, walking into this formation, I saw three devices, the Devil's Den formation. I was using my static meter uh, right before my static meter started to uh, stop working. The person I was with, Masao Maki, a Japanese crop circle researcher. Uh, His camcorder stopped working properly, uh, had an error message, even though it was brand new. And then my static meter stopped working. And then shortly after that, um, someone who came in with a GPS device who told us that it was brand new batteries, the batteries completely drained in a few seconds. And this is the type of thing that we've seen over and over again, is that you get these camera and battery effects like the crop circle shape itself. Even man-made ones that we've made ourselves over the years have um had malfunctions uh when we're in and around the crop circles, which is extremely strange. And some of these effects look like this. Uh they we're just the the uh The film just, this was a film camera, a Nikon camera. The film just, there's these, uh, just kind of a energy around the, uh, film itself. Like there's some overexposure going on from some electrical charge. This is in my book, Dark Matter Monsters. Other examples of that were our magnetic effects where Colin Andrews went in with, um, a french engineer who had worked for an aerospace company and they found very strange magnetic anomalies with their industrial grade magnetometer a large device that they pulled across the field for hours they noticed a lot of strange uh, magnetic uh, impressions that sort of mimic what the shape of the crop is but not exactly there's a little bit of drift there but that's another example where these shapes are interacting with the electromagnetic field now you normally wouldn't think that an insulator like wheat you think of it as generally an inert material mean you eat it in food and bread it doesn't seem electrically active and yet when we put it in that spiral type pattern it seems to become electrically active or at least interact with us electronically other examples around crop circles um, One story that Ron uh, Russell, who I mentioned earlier, mentioned to me was in this formation at Avebury, Trueslow, he had a time slip experience, which other people have reported over the years, which is that uh, he's in the formation. He, with a group of people, goes out to his car to get more film. He encounters people speaking a very ancient dialect of English. They're kind of short and they're dressed in a strange garb. And he goes past them, he feels like an hour to half an hour to an hour has gone by. But when he gets back to the circle, he's been told he's only been gone five minutes. And this is the type of space-time slip, as we call it, that people experience, uh, not only around crop circles, but haunted sites, uh, cryptids, Bigfoot, UFOs. It seems to be common to that type of overall paranormal experience. And it happens around crop circles, too, which is very interesting. So that's an example where, in in addition to the weird electromagnetic effects we get, that there's an effect on somehow the the structure of space-time itself. Again, what is it about the patterns, these spiral or geometrical patterns, fractal shapes that create these sort of anomalies? And the last type of... uh, The last type of... Uh, effect that people have in and around crop circles again, which I wrote about in Black Swan Ghost, is the experience of a couple, Paul and Sonia, who are at Silbury Hill, which is one of the largest, it is the largest man made earth mound in Europe. It's something like 5,000 years old or something like this. And they were up there one evening and I got to interview uh, both of them. And what they told me was that, um, while they were up there, they just had a very strange feeling like something was about to happen, and they saw these orbs drifting down over the field across the A4 highway on the other side of Silbury Hill, where a lot of strange experiences has have happened over the years. But within these orbs, they thought they saw a little being sitting there coming down the field uh, towards them, and they had this real sense of, almost terror of what actually was happening. It was like the whole area got suddenly very dark. These beans are kind of coming down and then up Silbury Hill. Um, And they said that a car approached and went by, and one of the balls of light sort of went behind a bush. Well, it turns out that the person who was in that car, Paul Veige, a... Crop Circle researcher who is passed on now, who did a lot of great research. And I saw him lecture about this many times at the Crop Circle conferences that happened in Glastonbury and other areas in the UK. And Paul told us, he hadn't met Paul and Sonia. He just said he'd been driving on the A4 one night and he came across this sudden fog, uh, which is very interesting because often where you have these uh, paranormal type experiences, experiences with orbs, luminosities, ball lightning, you'll get these sudden fogs even around UFO sightings. Well, Paul told us about experiencing this sudden fog, and then he said a ball of light came out behind a bush and followed his car, which is exactly what Paul and Sonia had said they had seen, but they had never talked to Paul Vigay. So we had some really good confirmation here. Again, in area Silbury Hill's been a home to many crop circles over the years. Um, you have these really strange experiences Uh, with luminosities, with space-time slips, strange electrical effects. More recently, when I was filming with the National Geographic Channel about 12 years ago, 2009-2010, they told me that uh, they knew that the BBC had experienced camera failure with very expensive, professional-quality video cameras. Uh, around Silbury Hill, where the camera actually had to be rebooted. It was just so non-functional. And other researchers have told me that they've experienced this in and around crop circles when they were filming with professional uh, film crews also. So this seems to be endemic to the crop circle phenomena. Even ones that we've made have exhibited these sort of strange effects. And the ones that we don't know the origin have those strange effects going on, too. So it really seems as if uh, it's the shape of the crop circle organizing some sort of energy field to magnify that energy, to amp it up, to create interactions with our electronics that you normally wouldn't have in an ordinary, typical space. Now, my theory about what that could be, and these are just my ideas, I can't prove it, is that those crop circles, because of the spiraling shapes and the fractal patterns self-similarity at different scales that it's literally organizing dark matter dark matter that's flowing in from the cosmos which we know uh enters around gravitational areas relic neutrinos which is a tiny portion of dark matter but still a lot if you consider the entire amount of it in the cosmos and that those spiral shapes are interacting with particles like dark matter relic neutrinos and those particles in themselves, when they get organized and condensed by a spiral-type shape, uh, could amplify their interactions with us, create orbs, ball lightning, and so forth. It's known from research that dark matter can act as a catalyst to what's called cold fusion, low-energy nuclear reactions. So that's just my personal idea about what might be going on in the crop circles. That doesn't mean that's all that's going on. But the real take-home message for me was that the man-made ones, uh, which I wrote about in Opening Minds, going out with some groups to see them being made, something I didn't believe was possible before about the year 2000 until these groups demonstrated it to me because they had seen me at conferences, they knew I was interested in the topic, that the man-made ones generate the same effects as the other ones, where we don't know the origin or they're seen around UFOs. So it's something about the shape, the pattern, which has some very interesting effects that you just wouldn't expect happening in such an inert material. So that's my experience with crop circles, and I find them fascinating. And of course, we have to wonder whether those same sort of weird effects would happen in any sort of shape that's shaped like a crop circle. So that remains to be seen for future research. But anyway, those are my experiences, and I hope you've enjoyed that, and we'll uh, we'll see you again soon.